Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Make sure you're signed on to the best internet made just for businesses. MTN Business Broadband. Sign up today on broadband.mtn.com.gh and manage your account on my MTN app. Call 0244-308-111 for more information. We are good together everywhere you go. It's Ghana month. Indonami, you're welcome to the Midday News. The news is live on Joy, 99.7 FM in Accra. In Kumasi, we are on Love, 99.5 FM. Affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions, we are on Kekeli Radio in Ho, A1 Radio and Dreams FM in Bolgatanga. We are on Jatai FM in Karaga, Pad FM in Damango. We are live on X Spaces. We are on Facebook. You are on myjoyonline.com. The Midday News is sponsored by Petrol Soul, your cliff wall in full quantity. Petrol Soul is always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Dura Plus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDP pipes and water tank. We are the only water storage tank with a level indicator. Where Dura Plus goes, water always flows. Coming up? And I'd like to say a big, a big, big, big sorry. Uh, I have to apologize for what has happened in the past few days. Electricity Company of Ghana apologizes for recent power outages, promising normalization of supply starting today. Tumso is not back. And this is a maintenance issue. We suffered a maintenance setback. As a company, we are not that callous that we will be going into a load shedding and we will not give a timetable for everybody to plan their lives. No, not at all. And as power is restored to Parliament House after yesterday's disconnection over a 23 million CD debt, the ECG says it's going after state institutions yet to pay for power consumed. Also this afternoon, the United States is threatening aid restrictions on Ghana following passage of the proper human sexual rights and Ghanaian family values bill. If this bill becomes law, it would certainly have a chilling effect on foreign investment and tourism in Ghana. You've seen that same chilling effect bear fruit in Uganda. You know, should the bill pass, it would um, potentially have ramifications on uh, U.S. assistance in, in the country. We'll get to hear from the U.S. State Department spokesperson. Meanwhile, Shraj vows legal action on the Supreme Court if the president signs the bill into law. I work with these people and I know that where they, they are suffering. Will you join civil society, which is now threatening that they may head to the Supreme Court? We will be close to you know, joining such groups or even taking the lead. And after months of investigation into alleged illegal mining activities of Akunta mines belonging to the NPP Ashanti Regional Chairman, Chairman Wuntumi, the Attorney General says he is yet to be served with a docket for prosecution. I have not seen any video. I, indeed, I, I think that if indeed there is such a video, that it will be, with all respect, a little bit irresponsible on the part of the media for them not to even furnish me with a video. You're saying I'm not, I'm not, not come yes, across? no docket has been presented to me in respect of Akunta Mining. And their sports. Ghana's search for a boxing slots at this year's Paris Olympic Games continues with seven boxers set to compete at this weekend's Olympic qualifier. And later, 10 years after the Brazil fiasco, former youth and sports minister Elvis Ifriankra opens up on the $3 million catch saga. Listen, no, unless we see physical cash, 
before the old train. Before the train. And that broke you. So we took the money to them and you saw them, they were kissing the money. You saw them, you saw the videos. We have more as he wants no player must be allowed to hold the country to ransom. You want to stay for that and more here on the Midday News. I am MFA Apau. This is your home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. Please stay on. Many thanks for your company and expect power supply to normalize starting from today. That's the assurance coming from the electricity company of Ghana following the recent power outages that affected its catchment areas. The situation has been blamed on obsolete equipment and the inability of the country to buy crude oil to power these power plants. The minority in parliament yesterday warned the energy sector could collapse if steps are not taken to fix the problem. We can listen to the ranking member on the Mines and Energy Committee, John Ginapo. And it appears based on information available to us, that the power sector is collapsing. Since 2nd February, we are talking of about one month now, there have been persistent and consistent load shedding by the generation companies. Indeed, the load shedding is getting worse by the day. The very day His Excellency the President was delivering the State of the Nation address and boasting at that very period, the utility companies were shedding load. The situation appears to be exacerbating. But the managing director of the electricity company of Ghana, Samuel Dubik Mahama, is denying the claim, insisting the outages resulted from unscheduled maintenance work undertaken by St. Power. And I'd like to say a big, a big, big, big sorry. Uh, I have to apologize for what has happened in the past few days. I know there's been a lot of speculation. There's been a lot of money uh, for it. A lot of um we've allowed for a space to happen for people to try to plug into the narrative. But um, the truth of the matter is most of the narratives out there are all wrong. We are doing our best not to play politics with this matter. When you're when you're doing a supply outlook, you have to look at the the, the power plants that are available and all of that. Because you always have to make a blend so that some of them can have their maintenance works done. We had a good plan that we were working on until we were hit by an emergency. And uh, it was an emergency gas valve that couldn't shut down. And you know, it's gas. You have to be very, very careful. So it plunged us into a deficit for power supply. It happened at about 4 p.m. And we were hoping that, you know, it could be fixed faster than that. And uh, as typical as we, we, we went into our moods, we kept on listening to the engineers and, and we played ourselves out of time to be able to speak to the narrative. I would like to take this opportunity to say, Dumso is not back. And this is a maintenance issue. We suffered a maintenance setback because you know, the, the funny thing is everybody knows about ECG, but most people don't know that it's a value chain starting from the generator through the transmitter to ECG. So for ECG, what is given to us is what we distribute. So we, we take full responsibility for the communication gap. We are working on, uh, on, on making sure that now we become more proactive with the communication part of things so everybody can plan ahead, but it is not doing so. As a company, we are not that callous that we will be going into a load shedding and we will not give a timetable for everybody to plan their lives. No, not at all. It's, it was a maintenance issue that got out of hand, and we are sorry about that.
That's the managing director of the electricity company of Ghana, Samuel Dubik Mahama. Well, we know that uh, the electricity company of Ghana yesterday disconnected Parliament of Ghana from the national grid over a 20, 23 million CD unpaid bill. Power this morning, we are told, has been restored. I'll take you live to Parliament shortly. But the managing director of ECG, Samuel Dubik Mahama, says they are going after state institutions owing them. As for the revenue mobilization exercise, we can't stop. All of these are aimed at reducing our commercial losses. So we are putting boots on the ground. And we also want to be able to make have the moral story that all the requisite state institutions have paid their bills. So the average person doesn't have an excuse not to pay. Uh, before this exercise, we embarked on this exercise again. Uh, we had a good start with the presidency. And I must say a big thank you to His Excellency. Because I can say on authority that the Office of Government Machinery and a few sensitive other things have paid their bills in full. As we speak, and uh, and so it's just it's just a routine exercise for the company to reduce its commercial losses. Yes, power has been restored. They made uh, they made more than half of the payment to us, and power uh, has been restored. And uh, we we agreed on a few other uh, modalities for the balance to be paid. Well, let's um, bring in our parliamentary affairs correspondent, Kweku Asante, on the power situation in Parliament. Kweku, so we're told that Parliament had managed to pay 10 million, 13 million, outstanding 10 million. I'm sure you've been finding out when exactly um, Parliament hopes to settle the rest of the debt. Well, let me find this morning that issue has come up on the floor. And according to Governor Kwame Abuja, Parliament does not generate an internal fund. If they are unable to pay their bill, it is because the finance ministry and the executive have failed to remit to them their budget. And so, they believe that the ECD must be stopped in this tracks in the continuous disconnection of Parliament when it comes to this issue. But Parliament is working that within the next few weeks, they will be able to settle part of the debt. The, the message about doom so has come up quite strongly on the floor this morning. The minority have been demanding that the energy minister, Matthew Toku Prempe, be brought before the House to answer questions on why the country is being plunged into darkness every now and then. The majority leader believes those are legitimate questions, but as far as he's concerned, and the answers he has gotten from the energy ministry and some sources, the country is just facing some challenges. It is not just doing so like the minority who want to put out. But away from the power concerns, we know that the, the debate on the State of the Nation address continues this morning. What are we to expect this afternoon, I should say? We understand the focus will largely be on the education sector because the minister himself um, has started the debate this morning for the majority that he's touting what he believes government has done in the education sector, especially free SHS, which was rehashed by the president in the statement. We expect also shortly that a minority will respond to those claims. That's Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kwekwastan to do well to join him later at 6 p.m. with Ghana Connects right here on Joy 99.7 FM. Now, following sharp divisions on the passage of the proper human sexual rights and Ghanaian family values bill, the United States has issued a warning signaling potential constraints on foreign aid to Ghana. This caution comes as President Akofado deliberates on signing the bill into law, which will criminalize LGBTQ plus activities. The bill approved by Parliament on Wednesday imposes strict penalties including imprisonment on individuals identifying as gay and those supporting um, LGBTQ plus activities. Well, with penalties escalating to five years. Now, the severity of these legal measures has prompted international concern leading the U.S. State Department voicing concerns. Matt Miller is spokesperson. So we have made very clear what our opinion is on, uh, on that law. You can look at my statement yesterday, and we have made that clear uh, in private conversations uh, with the government of Ghana as well. I don't think I should get uh, any more specific than that. But 
if this bill becomes law, it would certainly have a chilling effect on foreign investment in tourism in Ghana. You've seen that, uh, you've seen that same chilling effect bear fruit in Uganda, which passed a, a very similar law in the past. Uh, and I can say that, um, you know, should the bill pass, it would um, potentially have ramifications on uh, U.S. assistance in, in the country. But international relations expert Ishmael Holovo believes the U.S. will not be as harsh with Ghana as they were with fellow African nation Uganda when they pass a similar law. He spoke on the polls. The Ghanaian law looks remarkably different from, from a place like Uganda because in the Ugandan case, some of the punishment in that law include death punishment. So, so uh, if you look at from the beginning, the concerns that have been raised by various groups that have been integrated into the, into the law. Yeah. Uh, the Ghanaian law appears to be a little bit more moderate. Yeah. So uh, we may not expect the level of uh, sanctions, the level of punishment that they meted out to Uganda, for example, where the World Bank will, will stop additional funding for certain projects, and the U.S. Department will consider sanctions and even uh, taking them off Agua. The, the Ghanaian a law appears to go through a lot of consultation. Mm. Therefore, some of the harsher punishment, as, as it were, have been watered down. But having said that, uh, it is tempting on, on the party to try and stop this trend of, of, of African countries enacting laws uh, to, to halt the, uh, the, the development of what they perceive as, as human rights. Uh, so we may not actually have direct sanctions, but there are indirect ways of sometimes cajoling nations right. uh, to, to, into some of the things that mm. they want to do. Well, that's Ishmael Lovo there speaking to Elton Brobe on the pulse. You want to catch it at 3 p.m. on the Joy News channel, also on all our social media platforms. Well, the opposition continues um, against the bill and the Commission on Human Rights and Administrative Justice, Shraj, has warned of legal action if President Okofado approves the bill. Commissioner Joseph Wittell says his outfit will even lead the charge to the Supreme Court if the president gives the green light. He's been speaking to my colleague, Blessed Soga. Let all opinions in a democracy be aired. You know, these are people who are living in shadow. How can they give the evidence and put themselves out there? Sometimes let's be realistic. I work with these people and I know the way they, they are suffering. So how do you say it's about our culture? I didn't know Ghanaians too. They, they went somewhere and got this. Long before St. George was born, they have been homosexuals in Ghana. This is part of our tradition. We can't just get up and throw them out and say, they, this is, we don't need them, we, are, we need our culture. Your culture gave birth to these people. You need to protect them as well. I, I'm just wondering what you intend to do if the president then gives his assent to this bill. Will you join civil society, which is now threatening that they may head to the Supreme Court over this matter? It's early days yet, but I can, I can, I can imagine that we'll be close to you know, joining such groups or even taking the lead. Nasa Joseph Wittell is the Shraj Commissioner there. Well, there's been more reactions pouring on social media. And my colleague, Mami Sinyamiche Thompson, joins me in studio. We have the latest from the IMF. They've been commenting on this development. What does it say? I'm curious. Indeed, I'm fine. The IMF has stated its vigilance regarding recent developments in Ghana, especially concerning this bill. And in a statement issued from their headquarters in Washington, the fund has underscored its commitment to values of diversity and inclusion. They're stating that 
as such principles are embraced um, within the institution. I quote, it says, diversity and inclusion are values that the IMF embraces. Our internal policies prohibit discrimination based on personal characteristics, including but not limited to gender, gender expression or sexual orientation. Like institutions, diverse and inclusive economies flourish, end quote. So that's that's the IMF's stance on this matter. And they say, don't be um, observing, you know, um, events as it unfolds and then take um, actions from there. From, from there. Thank you very much, Mamiesi. Now, on the other hand, the ranking member on Parliament's Constitutional and Legal Affairs Committee, um, Bernard Ahiafo, has rebuffed assertions that the newly passed bill infringes upon media freedom and the right to free speech. In an interview with Raymond Nakwa on Upfront, Ms. Ahiafo clarified that the bill primarily targets the funding and promotion of LGBTQ activities which are deemed illegal. The bill prescribed funding for promotion of the illegal LGBTQ activity. Okay. So if you are involved in promoting, in funding the illegal activity, then it means it, it is then that you will be caught in, by the law. That's the ranking member on the Constitutional Legal Affairs Committee of Parliament, Bernada here for there, speaking on Upfront on the Joy News Channel. Now, the Attorney General and Minister for Justice, Godfrey Abuadami, says he's yet to be served with a docket covering investigations into alleged illegal mining activities of Akunta mines belonging to the Ashanti Regional Chairman of the NPP, Bernadine Chibwesi Akoman, we known as Chairman Wuntumi. The Criminal Investigation Department of the Police in June last year started investigations on a petition filed by the media coalition against Galamse following claims Akunta mining uh, was mining gold at the Tafu Nimri Forest uh, Reserve in the western region. Now, according to the ministry, even though Akunta Mining Limited had a mining lease to undertake mining operations in some parts of Samaraboy outside the forest reserve, the company had no right to undertake any mining operations in the Tano Nimri Forest Reserve. The Attorney General, Gofredi Abuadame, tells host of the Super Morning Show, Kuju Yang Singh, there is no evidence of wrongdoing before him. There had been the jailing of various Chinese nationals um, by the Takwa Circuit Court. Mm. We had two Chinese nationals thrown in for 25 years. Well, the law, current legal regime, requires that if a foreigner is engaged in such activities, the minimum penalty is, um, or punishment is mm. 20, 20 years. And for a Ghanaian, um, 15 years mm. minimum in jail. Now, because so, you mentioned Aisha yes, Wang, yes, yes. and the difficulty uh, you you faced yes. in, in getting her convicted. The difficulty you surmounted. Yes. I must then ask, if even Aisha Huang, who had never been seen on a mining site, was successfully convicted, why not Akunta Mining? That was captured on video in forest reserves mining. I have not seen any, any video. I, indeed, I, I think that if indeed there's such a video that it will be with all respect a little bit irresponsible on the part of the media for them not to even furnish me with the video. You're saying I've you've I've not, not come across? Yes, and, and the last time I was actually speaking on the matter on Joy FM, I indicated that no docket has been presented to me in respect of um, Akunta Mining. Mm -hmm. And indeed, the gentleman who was speaking, um, all the panelists actually confirmed that, oh, his information was wrong. No, yes, he has information. No docket has been presented to me. But the absence of 
Well, that's the Attorney General, Godfrey Yabwadami. Meanwhile, the fight against Galamsey has come with serious backlash from civil and um, corporate organizations with scores of Ghanaians registering their displeasure on how the issue has been managed. Speaking on the AM show earlier today, Acting Environmental Protection Agency Executive Director, the newly appointed one, John Kinsley Krugu, has indicated that the Environmental Protection Agencies must be strategic in the delivery of their duties, adding that the fight against Galamsey has not undermined their Kofuado governance. The Galamsey has not defeated the president. Um, I can tell you that um, he's not very happy at where we are. Um, he believes that we can do more, we can do much better, and, and he keeps pushing us to the limit to say that, look, you guys, you've got to get the, 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 the resource out, you've got to make sure that we make the needed progress. But I can also tell you that they, they, they made the infrastructure that has been laid down, the framework that has been put in place, the coordination, and, and I can repeat this, the long-term view. He says that, look, the so let me make, let, approach let me make it, let me make it, let me make it easier and for you. Let me make it simpler for you. He's happy with right. the military approach. He right. says it's firefighting. Certain things cannot wait. You can't wait to have a committee to kill us. That's Dr. John Kinsley Krugo, is a newly appointed EPA executive director. Let's turn our attention to education now. And the Ministry of Education says government is working at improving the standards of food provided in the various senior high schools. While admitting the challenges associated with the school feeding program, the Education Ministry's Public Relations Officer, Kwesi Kwatin, said the food served to the students are of good quality and allayed fears of parents who are worried about the awards consuming uh, while in school. Well, my colleague Kenneth Jesse uh, is on tour with the minister. I must say that this tour is coming just at the time that we had put out a promo on free SHS, our investigative pieces that we're going to be airing shortly on the Joy News channel. So Kenneth Jesse is um, with the team and will join us um, shortly with details of what we are learning. But uh, they've been to Laboni Secondary School and after their breakfast, we've been interacting with the girls' prefect. The food is always balanced, but then there are slight instances where it's not balanced. It's just once a while. But then I think we would need more of the balancing of the food. What instances are there not balanced balanced diet? And what, what, what do you term by a balanced food? Okay, so according to what we've been taught as students, a balanced food is a food that contains all the essential nutrients and it's at their right proportions. We would need, maybe when we are taking what we will need, add to each person. But then now it's no more. So we pray, we are hoping that they bring it back. But then for the rest, we think it's okay. That's the girls' prefect of Laboni Secondary School. Now, in an alarming revelation, it's come to light that numerous students in some schools are grappling with the harsh reality of barely receiving a single plate of nourishing food. While this disconcerting scenario is just one facet of the myriad of challenges that has hit the implementation of the free SHS system in the country. In our latest expose titled Empty Plate, the free SHS promise, we delve into schools where certain students are struggling to secure even a modest and nutritionally adequate meal. Sometimes they'll give you carry, don't give you peace. They'll give you peace, they don't give you the carry. So a school that is not having the 900 students is supposed to have three bags a day to feed 900 students. 
Every night, these children go to bed burdened with thoughts about what they will eat when they wake up to a new day. It's all about the quantity and the dollar to quantity in the household. And then the amount of salt they sell per table, they are sitting with very soon, very soon. And people don't even get these items. It is no fault of theirs that the government that promised their parents free education is unable to provide enough food to feed their youthful appetites. And sometimes kinky. They kinky, they give us tea or shit or we blow fish. Empty plate. The free as you just promise. Coming soon on Jones. This is the Midday News here on Joy 99.7 FM. We are also live on Love 99.5 FM in Kumasi. Affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions, the Midday News made possible by Petrol Soul. Your clean fuel in full quantity. Petrol Soul is always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Duraplus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDP pipes and water tank. Where Duraplus goes, water flows. We return from the break with sports and after 10 years um, after the Brazil fiasco, former youth and sports minister Elvis Ifriyankra opened up on the three million dollar cash saga they said no unless we see physical cash before they will train. train and that broke you so we took the money to them and you saw them they were kissing the money you saw them you saw the videos then it's time for sports i choose here hello hi me for good afternoon good and afternoon. we've got six scanning boxes in italy for the first paris 2024 boxing olympic qualifier for the year We've got two ladies on that contingent and four gentlemen. Before we tell you about who is in Italy, here's Coach Afroya Sari of the Black Bombers. But whatever the situation, we want to at least go there and qualify one or two boxes for the Olympics Games. Because the old nation, we are yet to have uh, a team to qualify. And so uh, we want to be the first team to qualify, at least. It is not all the team that is going to uh, qualif uh, Paris qualification. There are some that will be left back here and when they come back they will join the team as well in the tournament uh we are only aiming to get into the qualification zone well there are four boxes from the black bombers team theophilus pakwal is a flyweight boxer samuel techi is fighting in the light welterweight category alfred Cote is in the light middleweight division jonathan tete light heavyweight and mark kojovi ahonjo in the heavyweight division so five men and two ladies Janet Aqua is a flyweight <laughs> boxer and Anatu Mohammed is a lightweight boxer. Unfortunately, Tilapia is in Ghana. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Achu. Now, the Asantehene 0248 to the second as edge contractors working on hospital facilities in the region to speed up work. He said this after touring the site of some of the stored facilities there. Nana Bwachi Dankwaiyadom joined the tour in his father's report. Utufo has been leading the Hikath project through a $10 million public fundraising exercise to renovate traditional wards of the hospital. Samuel Edubwache is the chairman of the Hugh Cath Project. Vanoche is not going to uh, leak any further when it rains. The king is very pleased. The progress of work so far, because of the space uh, concerns, the hospital is still in session. So what is happening is that we'll be doing it in phases. The Asante Hinilita inspected the Siwa Hospital Project, which is to serve as a regional hospital. The facility, already 90% complete, is left unattended with deplorable roads, impeding its usage. Dr. Emmanuel Tinkrang is the Ashanti Regional Health Director. The hospital has been completed for the past one year. We need a transformer that can power all the machines.
Nanabwache Dankwayadom's report there. Now, former Youth and Sports Minister Elvis Efriyankra has revealed reasons behind money elevated to Brazil a decade later, following President Akofado's remarks on Ghana's 2023 Africa Cup of Nations performance in an interview, in an upcoming interview on PM personality profile, Efriyankra discusses the problematic attitude of black star players warning against allowing individuals to hold the country to ransom. We don't train. There's signs, okay? Before every match, there's a number of times you should train, heavy training, trial match, light training, rest, so that your body and your muscle memory will be conditioned. If you lose one, it will affect you. So I told them all these things. You train, your money will come. Just train. Because if you don't train, you would have cheated the country. They said, no, unless we see physical cash. Before they will train. Before they will train. And that broke you. So we took the money to them. And you saw them. They were kissing the money. You saw them. You saw the videos. They were kissing the money. No player, no Ghanaian should be allowed to hold the country to ransom in this way. You can catch the full interview, a PM personality profile with Aisha Ibrahim later this evening at 9 p.m. on the Joy News channel and all our social media platforms. And it's the first day of March. All is set for the launch of Ghana Month on Joy at exactly 2 p.m. today. Well, there's more in this report by Jackie and Smayaboa. It's the 10th year of Ghana Month on Joy. Although the official launch is today, a new show projecting the country's culture. Focus on Ghana, hosted by Maxwell Agbaba, started in the last week of February. I love King Bruce, but one of the things he said in this song, he said, 